Alright guys, welcome back into another PGA DFS video. Going to begin to the core plays for the Masters here in 2021. Uh, just real quickly, going to do that recap of the Valero Texas Open. Hit Jordan Spieth at 12-1, that was great to see. Um, he might be a name that pops up here as well. Chris Kirk, T6, that was great. Um, Corey Connors, Charlie Hoffman, uh, both finished well. Both were top 15 as well. Obviously, Charlie Hoffman almost went out and won that tournament. Those three were core plays for us last week. That continues kind of the run that we've been on. Billy Horschel and Joel Damon were both players that were in our player pool last week when they won. Then we were also on Matt Jones at 70-1 to when he uh, won the tournament as well. So, so far, been going good. Let's get into the picks for this week. All right, guys, so just getting into the breakdown for the tournament here. Obviously, it's Augusta National. We know what to expect from this golf course. Uh, we know what it's going to play. We've seen it year in and year out. That's why it's kind of one of those higher predictability type of events whether we were on dj to win at the masters you know that's kind of an easier one as well but you know with that you kind of hit some easier wins here i'm um, just looking at the course it's going to play you know around 7475 yards um it's going to be a par 72 course um the greens though are reported that they're going to be a little bit firmer which thus they're going to be a little bit faster this year which to me kind of an interesting thing to pay attention to that can make it a little bit more difficult can make the scoring a little bit harder there might make putting a little bit more of a factor um and it will be nice to see the fans back at augusta this week which there's going to be a limited number of fans so that's going to be something fun to watch for um just looking at this tournament we do know which key stats that we want to be looking at we're going to be looking at effective ball striking once again that's just me taking another step further with the stats to make them much more predictable that's why i'm looking at the effective stats effective greens gain effective birdie to bogey ratio and then we see strokes gain to green also be a very key stat if you want to look at par five scoring as well typically the players that have strong par five scoring are going to be able to make the cut which obviously you do want players to make the cut but this is a tournament where it's such a smaller reduced field it pretty much plays like a wgc event which you guys know in terms of pga dfs that's not exactly the events that you want to go on attack but this is the master so we got to have some fun with it it is a pretty loaded player pool and the salaries are super easy you guys can make a bunch of quality builds we'll show that to you guys here in a second um talking about players that have great course history at this event um Obviously, Jordan Spieth pops up, but surprisingly enough, he's a guy that only ranks out top 12 if we look at over the last four years. Um, that's because there's a couple of players in there that have a few um, starts here with only one start, but there's only like three players that only have one start in here that are ranking out in the top 10. Sun James is one of those guys with a solid finish uh, at the 2021. And then we look further. DJ, four starts. Uh, first, second, and 10th, or three starts. Brooks Kepka, three starts. 7th, 2nd, and 11th place finish. We look at Rory, 4th straight quality finish. 5th, 21st, 5th, and 7th. John Rahm, same thing. 7th, 9th, 4th, 27th. The thing that I'm trying to get at here is that we typically see course history matter a ton here that these first-timers can't really come out and do well. Once you do get that experience, though, sky's the limit. So really, if a guy has one good start here um, in their first start, that's good enough for me. But we do want to see those players that have played here before. They typically tend to play the best as well. Um, just looking at players that are going to be good staff. It's obviously we'll dive down into this a little bit more, but obviously John Romney's popping, DJ's popping. They're both going to be top five. Ryan Palmer surprisingly up there as well, top five for him. Uh, we look at Colin Morikawa as well and Joaquin Neiman rounding out the top five, and then just other players popping up. Webb Simpson, kind of cheaper, coming off of a miscut. Corey Connors definitely mispriced. Already tweeted about that a few times. Uh, Victor Hubland, uh, Sun Jim, and Abraham Anser are going to be rounding out the top 10. And then just looking at that recent form, players that have been in the best recent form, we're going to be looking at Matthew Fitzpatrick, Paul Casey, um, 
this is recorded before we can update the stats for Jordan Spieth. He would be inside the top 10 right now. He is inside the top 10, but he'd more or less be in the top five if we were looking at that then. Uh, but Brian Harmon's been playing well over his last um, few starts. A fifth, a third, a 43rd, and a 39th place finish. He's really popping up there. Jason Kolkrak actually popping up. And then Danny Willett popping up as well. Um, Going to be interesting there for him. But that's enough, guys. Let's get into the core plays for this week. All right, guys. So let's get into the breakdown for the Masters here. I'm just going to be going over how I always do, which is just going to be highlighting the top four plays in each price point range. So we're going to start off here with the high tier price point range. To me, I really like the narrative for John Rahm this week. Um, in case some of you guys don't know, uh, there are some kind of worries that John Rahm might miss this tournament due to the birth of his firstborn um, child. Turns out that the baby came this weekend and we're good to go. We don't have to worry about that. I honestly think that that could incite him to go out and really try to produce. We've seen this actually time and time again with a lot of sports, NFL, basketball. The baby narrative is a true thing. So John Rahm ranking out as the best player in the model this week, it makes a lot of sense to me that even with that added little boost for him, I, I think he's absolutely going to be a stud this week. We look at his recent form. Dell Technologies match play, I'm not going to put much into that, but he had a fifth place finish there, a ninth at the Players' Championship, uh, 32nd at the WGC event, fifth at the Genesis, 13th at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, seventh at Farmers, seventh at the STOC. Okay, course history, seventh, ninth, fourth, and 27th place finish. We look at all the key stats that we're looking at. The worst key stat that he ranks out in is effective greens gain where he ranks 37th everything else is top 32 or better grays out is the best staff it as well he has a strong likelihood to make the cut 89 percent chance to make the cut john ron really just checking all the boxes i absolutely love him as a play this week now we look at justin thomas here justin thomas to me guys is going to be a phenomenal play for us this week as well um justin thomas is an interesting one though because he just typically is a slow starter and then he gets it together so the worry is that he might not go out and make the cut. <laughs> he might struggle, I guess, if you will. Um, I'm not expecting that with Justin Thomas. Um, World-class player. Could be a little bit more accurate, I guess, if you will. We're looking at effective total driving, effective ball striking, effective greens gain. Kind of lacking there, but we look at strokes gain to the green, fifth in that. Seventh in effective birdie to bogey ratio. We like that. Um, three straight make cuts in a row. Great course history. Fourth, 12th, 17th, and 22nd place finish. Just really like where Justin Thomas's game is at. He's an excellent play for us this week. And then we got to go back to Jordan Spieth. Okay, so Jordan Spieth, great course history as we know. Um, but over the last four years, 46th, 21st, 3rd, and 11th. And I think that's a good sign for him because even when he was not playing well career-wise, really the last two years, he was still finding out a way to go out and play well at this event. Now, we know that his stats are not going to be the best, okay? These probably will get better once we get added in the Bolero Texas Open stats. I would imagine he would go from like top 64 stat rank to about, I don't know, 40th or so. But this is where I like to use the specialist page because if we just look at the, you know, kind of the highlight here over his past three months he has been getting better everywhere okay this game has been getting substantially better everywhere that we're looking at we look at a stroke gain total rank 16th and then the tournament size we're playing in absolutely phenomenal there so if he continues to do that this week he's going to have a spectacular tournament once again here at the masters obviously of course that jordan speed really loves and then we're going to look at also web simpson so web simpson was a letdown at the players championship had a mud ball on 17 Ball went in the water. You know, he, all he had to do was make a birdie there, and he's going to make the cut at the Players' Championship. I'm kind of writing that off for him. Just maybe kind of a slow starter at that event for him. Um, we look at someone like Justin Thomas, who obviously went out and won the Players' Championship. I think if 
uh, Webb would have been able to find out a way to make the cut. He would have easily been able to go off and have a solid weekend, really like Charlie Hoffman did this week at the Blair Texas Open. For a lot of these high-end players, these elite plays like Webb Stinson, it's really just a matter or not of them getting past the weekend, it seems like lately at least. Webb Simpson is going to be a solid play. 10th here in 2020, 5th in 2019, and a top 20 in 2018. Then a miscut in 2017, but we look at effective total driving, top 20. Effective ball striking, top 20. Effective greens gain, 5th. You know, I want that to be a little bit better, but strokes gain to the green, 34th. Effective birdie to bogey ratio, 1st in that. We obviously like that. He's really strong in scoring before the cut. Uh, once again, his recent form is kind of the worry there, just mostly because of that miscut the players, but other than that, been a pretty solid play. So Webb Simpson at 9K does feel like a great price point for us this week. Uh, now we're going to move down into kind of the mid-tier price point range. Now the mid-tier is absolutely loaded. Honestly, guys, I think that a majority of your builds should be coming from this price point range. Um, just a quality price point range of plays this week. Um, really from Terrell Hatton all the way down, I'd be fine with any of those players. So if you're finding reasons to play someone else in this price point range, go with it because it is absolutely stacked. But the first one I want to start off with is going to be Sanjay M. Well, obviously Sanjay M went out and played well in his first Masters with that second place finish. Um, has been in great recent form as well. If you take out that Dell Technologies match play, which once again, I'm not really factoring in that much. Um, we see 8th, 17th, 21st, and 28th place. Now, Sanjay M had been getting better every start. Um, so we do like to see that. Obviously, when a player is getting better, we'd love to see that. Um, most of his stats are pretty spectacular. Going to rank out as a top 10 stat fit and overall second in the model. So to get Sanjay M at 8.6, I absolutely love that. To me, he seems like an obvious core play. So he's going to be one of my favorite core plays this week. And then we look at another core play. It's going to be Daniel Berger, guys. So I really do like Daniel Berger here this week as well. Point. We look at his stat fit. He's going to be top 15 there, which is making him great out. Top eight in the model this week. He has a 75% chance to make the cut. You know, I just think he's kind of a standout play. He kind of got robbed there for the Masters play uh, at 2020. Maybe he's going to be a little bit more keen to what's going on. A little bit more motivated to go out and play well. Uh, you look at his recent form. It's been pretty spectacular, really. Pebble Beach won. Uh, that was coming off of a miscut. Uh, had a 7th and a 10th place finish before that. And then since then, a 35th at the WGC, 9th at the Players, and then a top 20 at the Dell Technologies match play. So obviously he's been playing well. Um, we look at his course history, 32nd and 27th place finish. Really not bad. That ranks out top 25 in the field. You know, overall, Daniel Berger at this price point seems safe, but it also seems like he has a lot of upside. So I really do like Daniel Berger at this price point as well. To me, he's going to be another core play for us. So we're looking at Sunday AM and Daniel Berger thus far. Really liking those two. I was kind of starting plays um this week we look at cameron smith guys what is going on with this price point i really like cam smith at this price point second 51st and fifth place finish here at this tournament at the masters which ranks out top 15 in the field for course history now stats could be a little bit better accuracy wise but he's ranking out pretty well and effective birdie to bogey ratio we like that scoring before the cuts great we look at his recent form and spend spectacular fourth at the genesis invite 11th at the wgc um, workday top 20 at the players and then a top 28 finish at the Dell Technologies match play tournament. So overall, I really like Cam Smith kind of getting knocked a little bit stat rank wise top 40, still not bad. Top 18 in the model this week at his price point. I absolutely love that. Let me look at Matthew Fitzpatrick, who right now he's grading out as a player that has the best recent form. I bet they'll change once Jordan Spieth's um, Brillo Texas open start gets put in there, but I really like him as a pick this week as well. 
Look at the course history. It's phenomenal. 46th, 21st, 38th, and 32nd. SA phenomenal. That's really going to be for his price point. But we look at the recent form. Four straight top 10 finishes. He's another one of those guys where the key stats are not going to be truly indicative of what he's been doing on tour this season because earlier on he kind of struggled, has figured it out. We can see strokes gain total data. Ninth is his average rank here over the over the past three months now his accuracy stats could be a little bit better there uh, and that's really a lot of it due to poor stroke skin approach and i say poor top 56 i mean these are all spectacular they all rank out as a player that would make the cut so yeah i really like matthew fitzpatrick this week especially at this price point as well he's going to be a go-to play for me again this week uh, and that really rounds out that mid-tier price point range we're going to get into the low tier which to me there's not that big of a difference i guess if you will from the low tier to the value tier in terms of like standout quality plays now there's a bunch of quality shoulder shrug plays in that low tier and we'll get into that right now all right guys so again into the low tier now we're looking at someone like paul casey i really like paul casey as some play at his price point we look at his recent form he's the second best in the field in recent form that's because he's been a stud recently um american express top eight uh, pebble beach top five api top 10 players championship top five obviously played well at the U.S. Open as well. So really in those major golf tournaments, the high caliber field events, he's been playing well. Now he has somewhat struggled here at the Masters, 38th, miscut, 15th and 6th place finish. But overall, Paul Casey is going to be still a strong play. He's a top 20 stat rank play, ranks out top eight in the model, 70% chance for him to make the cut. I really like the price point for him, and that's going to be a price point where DraftKings is just freaking dangling that in front of us. I just think we're going to have to roll with it because really, I don't want to say, but we really have no reason not to trust Paul Casey this week, which we know when I say that, or with Paul Casey, we just kind of know that that's going to be the reason to bait him. Uh, we look at someone like Abram Answer, clearly mispriced at 7.4 to me. He's going to be easy core play. Once again, we want to look at players that have course history. Now, in his first start here at the Masters, he had a top 15 finish, finishing 13th place here last year. We obviously love that. Would like a little bit more course history, but we're going to roll with that because he is going to be a top 10 stat rank play. Every stat that we're looking at is going to be 49th or better, which is obviously spectacular there. Effective birdie to bogey ratio, top 14 in that. Effective total driving, uh, 26. Effective ball striking, 24th. Effective greens gain, 30th in that. Uh, recent form has been pretty spectacular. It has one missed cut mixed there in there at the Genesis invite, but besides that, all top 25 finishes. So we, we can lock in a top 25 finish here at 7.4 absolutely like that uh he has a 68 percent chance to make the cut as well this week then we look at two shoulder shrug plays if you will we're going to be looking at louis ustazen and adam scott to me both these guys are going to be shoulder shrug plays adam scott you know he's just been a guy that's finding out ways to make the cut 13 straight made cuts in a row not going to be a good staff hit but once again guys he's just been someone that's been able to find ways to make the cut obviously really good course history like adam scott there and then kind of same thing for louis ustazen going to be a little bit better um of a stat fit a little bit better course history over the last four years, but both guys where you don't really want to go out of your way to play them, but if you end up on them, you kind of feel good about it and you move on with your build from there. All right, guys, so now we're going to drop down into that value price point range this week. Obviously, everyone kind of knows, 9 to 5 specialty there. Corey Connors is just a freaking standout play this week. I really don't get it. Um, he's a guy that I really just can't avoid. Now, he's getting knocked a little bit due to the fact that he missed the card, the Genesis invite. Don't really mind that. Um... I believe he missed the cut on the number there. And then the Dell Technologies mass probably don't really care about the 61st place finish. Um, obviously, once we get in the Valero Texas Open results, uh, top 15 finish there. Going to be a strong recent form. Um, as, you know, a top 17 finish at the Mokoba, top 10 at the RSM Classic. 
top 20 at the waste management, uh, top 10s at the players and the API. We look at his course history here, 10th here uh, in the fall last year, and then a 46th place finish. So obviously does have that course history, has played well here. Going to be a top eight staff fit as well. Really the only worry with him is that scoring before the cut, 72nd in that, but once he makes the cut, absolutely spectacular. We look at all the other stats that we want to look at this week, those key stats. Top 28 is going to be the lowest key stat, and that's an effective birdie to bugger ratio. Everything else is going to be top 15 or better. Obviously, we really like Cordy Connors as a play this week, and at this price point, I don't see how we avoid him. You know, if you go uh, Sanjay M, Daniel Berger, uh, Abram Manser, and then Cordy Connors, I feel like you're doing the right thing. That obviously is a line of path that makes a ton of sense. That's going to be a line of path that I've started with a lot this week and probably going to be one that I continue with this week. Then we get into, I guess, if you will, more risky plays. We look at Jason Kolkrak. He is pretty strong in recent form and good um, stat rank. Now, he missed a cut here in his one and only start uh, over the last four years, but, you know, strong staff hit, like I said. I like that. I like the strong recent form. He had three straight top 10 finishes there in a row excluding the Dell match play, which for obvious reasons, we can do that. So I like him a lot as a play. Then we look at Matt Kuchar, which Matt Kuchar, I'm not exactly sure if I want to exclude the Dell Technologies match play because it seems like he found something there. And I bring that up because he finished well at the Blair Texas Open, had a top 20 finish there. And if that is true, Matt Kuchar could be a spectacular play at this price point range. That's some strokes gain data that I am very interested to look at. Obviously, I'm recording this on Sunday night, so I won't be able to have that up until probably Tuesday, maybe Monday afternoon. Really depends on the PGA Tour there, but before his miscut there in the fall, where he was playing horrible in the fall, you wouldn't have ended up on him as a play because he was just playing poorly. A 12th, a 28th, and a 4th place finish. So yeah, I really like uh, Matt Kuchar as a play this week. I feel like if they would have came out with pricing today or you know Monday like they normally do, he'd it'd be definitely be in the 7K range again this week. Let me look at that Brian Harmon. So Brian Harmon, I don't mind as a play. Um, strong recent form with that fifth and the third place finish in his most recent events. Has made eight straight cuts in a row as well. Made the cut here in 2018. Uh, going to be a guy that kind of just ranks out as a player that's going to make the cut. And as price point, 6.8, I don't mind that. He's one of those guys where if we have to play two value plays, I'd be fine with him as a second value play. Not going to be someone I go out of my way to play as like the first value play. I think Corey Connors is going to be that guy for us this week. But that's all I have for you guys this week uh, for the core plays video. Going to have a lot more content coming out. Obviously, we're going to have the fades, the shoulder shrug plays, the value plays, as well as the betting outright uh, card for you guys. So uh, look for all that content to be coming out this week. If you guys want to join 9to5Nation, the link is in the description below. $10 a month gets you all the features at 9to5Sports there. Uh, it's the best value out there for PGA DFS. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this video. If you did, please give me a like and subscribe. And as always, guys, let's keep cashing.